This is the Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Hi, this is Dr. Sean Benzinger. We're here with Amy Baker and the Humarian Health Podcast. You almost forgot who you were, didn't you? I was thinking, what's my name first? Okay, <laughs> all right, I got that. Uh, anyhow, uh, it's nice to be back. We haven't, uh, we're only doing, I think, one podcast a month now, yeah. or every three yeah. weeks or so, but it's been a little while. So it's nice to be- Got to, got to dust off the, get the rust out of the system. Absolutely, absolutely. And continuing with uh, uh, excellent guests that hopefully will be talking about things that you don't know a whole lot about and, yes. and we don't know a whole lot, a lot about is uh, the owner of Neuropothecary, uh, Tony Cancevelos. Uh So first of all, welcome, Tony, to the program. Thank you, Dr. Benzinger. Good to have, uh, good to be on today, sir. Excellent. Being a Butler graduate from university in <laughs> Butler <laughs> University in Indianapolis, I wanted to bring that up immediately to make sure that everyone knows that you're a homer and you stayed home. <laughs> yes, sir. You got it. Yes, I am sir. a true and proud. Butler University alumni, and I'm and I'm a bulldog all the way. Yeah, absolutely. If they can play <laughs> basketball over there, it'd be better. But anyhow, uh, they used to. <laughs> Aww, wah, wah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Nord Apothecary. Um, it's got a long history. You've purchased it from the prior owner. Uh, and kind of the philosophy of Nord Apothecary and yourself as you've taken over that business. Yes, sir. Um, I, Dr. Benziger, we uh, we purchased the business in uh, 2015. Um, it's been a staple of Indianapolis. It was uh, founded in 1962. Um, we are a a family owned and operated business. We are a compounding pharmacy specializing in customized preparations for humans and also for our pet patients. Um, we we provide customized compounded medications for many areas of medicine, uh, such as ophthalmology, urology, dermatology, uh, dentistry, mm. veterinarian compounding, uh, and many more. We we also recognize the value and the benefits of vitamins and nutritional supplements, and carry a, a wide variety of higher end supplements for our patients. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So um, pet caught me off guard probably, and then you went into <laughs> conditions and everything else, which makes sense. Now, would you consider North Apothecary its primary job is is um, compounding or yes. is it actually just full full pharma? No, it's, 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 it's the majority of our, of our patients need custom compounding, and, and that's what we specialize in. Um, and we want to make ourselves, you know, and, and, and be different than your traditional pharmacy. So I want to want to when people think of Nora Apothecary, I wanted to think of, of us as a specialty compounding pharmacy. Okay. So I know just as a general consumer, a, a very little actually about compounding pharmacies. I mean, I've been in your shop and it's it's great. I've looked at definitely on the supplementation side and things like that. But just for our listeners who maybe are not aware um, about what compounding or what a compounding pharmacy is, can you talk a little bit more about that? I can. Um, and it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, we get asked that question quite frequently, to be honest with you. We'll have... People walk into the store who are not really customers of ours, but are curious to see what we do. Mm -hmm. And they'll walk around and look at my display. I have a little display that contains some old apothecary products, some old bottles and syringes and salves. And they would ask me, well, what are you guys doing here? (laughs) 
And then my response is, well, we're, we're a compounding pharmacy. And of course, they're like, well, what does that mean? So, you know, there are, there are many definitions and ways to explain compounding. For me, when I think of compounding, I think of the word custom or mm-hmm. customization. And it's, it's the art and science of mixing multiple ingredients specific in the exact strength and dosage form that is required for that patient. And that dosage form can be in a, can be a, in a form of a capsule or a flavored liquid, a, a trochee, which is like a dissolvable tablet, mm-hmm. um, a highly absorbable topical cream, an ointment or a gel or even a suppository, whatever is most convenient for the patient in order to improve compliance and, of course, their therapeutic outcomes. Okay. And so in that case, so from the supplementations perspective, somebody could just walk in and buy something that you have off the counter or off the shelf. But on the compounding side, so you're actually working with physicians who are ordering specific kind of different types of pharmaceutical products that you just can't get from a typical pharmacy or are patients coming in and and working directly with you on things that they want to have compounded? Yes. So there's, there's different ways that, that we can, that we deal with our patients. Um, The most common way is obviously they'll come into our store with a prescription Mm -hmm. and, and we'll fill that prescription. Um, There's other times where we'll have patients come into our store and say, Hey, you know, I need, I need some advice on, on, you know, a certain disease state. And I don't want to take a pharmaceutical drug. What do you recommend? What, what can you do to help me? Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll, we'll talk a little bit about their disease states and, and, you know, their precondit, you know, their predetermined conditions and try to make the best possible recommendations for that patient. Gotcha. Okay. Now, compounding pharmacists seem to be on the on the growth at this point. I, I don't know if that they are. I certainly hear more about them around this city as well as nationally. Is this a growing profession, or is this um, is it just the pill pushing kind of just what's standard and it's going to be staying that way? You know, Doctor Bezinger, um, compounding is a traditional but sometimes forgotten work of the pharmacist. Yeah. And historically, every prescription that was written by a physician was brought to the apothecary right. or known to or known as the pharmacist and was made or compounded from scratch. And then we had this vast movement of pharmaceutical drugs that were being manufactured by these big drug companies. And the role of a pharmacist had changed. The pharmacist was no longer a preparer of medications, but more of a dispenser of these mass-produced pharmaceutical drugs, which I agree there is a place for them in in healthcare, and it's helped many many people. Um, but these mass-produced pharmaceutical drugs come in predetermined dosages and dosage forms, mm-hmm. and was not meeting the needs of of many patients. So this is where compounding is very beneficial and is still critical in my eyes and important to fill the gap, to fill the void that patients can't get from manufactured pharmaceutical drugs. So, so yes, I feel that compounding is coming back to the forefront um, because 
people are seeing many benefits. You know, for example, you know, compounding can, compounding can help if there is a manufacturing shortage of medication, right? Mm-hmm. Or, Absolutely. Or, yep. Or if there needs to be an adjustment of strength of a certain medication. Um, compounding can be beneficial if there's a patient that has sensitivities, mm-hmm. allergies, or other restrictions. So we can create, you know, a customized compound for patients who cannot tolerate certain ingredients in those pharmaceutically, you know, commercial drugs, such as, you know, the gluten sometimes or lactose or preservatives or dyes that are found in these drugs. Mm -hmm. So we can make, you know, a dosage form that is suitable for a patient's unique needs. So yeah, that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's on the rise. Definitely overall, I think compounding allows physicians to customize medications that fits their patients specific and individual needs. And that's that's definitely helpful in, in healthcare. Yeah, definitely. I, so I'm curious. One, I mean, one of the reasons we do this podcast is to bring information to sort of the general public so that mm-hmm. they can better advocate for their own healthcare. Right. And I'm, I guess I'm curious if, if as a patient, we really should be or need to be advocating or asking our physicians if we're being prescribed an over-the-counter or a pharma-type drug, mm-hmm. if there are compounding options, or are you finding that physicians are trained up in compounding as an option and that's just part of what they're probably going to already suggest to a patient? So in other words, do we need to advocate for ourselves as patients to say, like, are there other options or, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to take a product that has gluten in it or, or whatever, um, or... It, or, or should we expect our physicians to say, here's two options, you know, from the big pharma and, you know, we can also potentially customize that with a compounding pharmacist. Like, let's talk about those options. Right, right. You know, um, it depends what physician you go see. You know, you know, wh- one of my jobs are not just to be in, in the store and do my compounding, but the days that I'm not there, I'm out detailing and it's basically education it's educating some of these physicians that you know there's other options out there than just big pharma drugs Mm -hmm. you know and and some of them are resistant to change some of them are very acceptable to change and and if they are that's when we'll have a detailed discussion and i'll start start explaining to the physician or that doctor's office that hey this is what we can do to help your patients you know, mm-hmm. if these patients need a specific dose and with no additives in it, for example, because they have these sensitivities, this is how we can we can help. Do, um, do you run into I, I mean, I, this is what I think is probably happening, but I'm just projecting an idea. Is it is it difficult to get into physicians offices for you to sit down and detail them in the first place because they don't really understand the value of it? And number two, many of them have never been exposed to compounding at all. Exactly right, Dr. Bissinger. That's the difficult part because a lot of them don't know what compounding is. A lot of them don't understand the value of compounding. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to get into these physician offices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you tell them that, hey, I'm a pharmacist. I'm the owner from Nora Apothecary. 
And oh, that's a compounding pharmacy. They kind of look away. Yeah, right? like it's a like it's a it's a voodoo. Like a, like the only right. thing you do is grind up herbs and and cook them down and stick them into something. It's it's beyond crazy. But I've had conversations where they're literally dumbfounded because somehow you've been grouped into something. I don't know who's done it or we're telling them this kind of information. But the truth of the matter, they're losing out on great, great, great benefits because I think you hit the nail on the head. Most of the time, drugs come in a certain dose level. Well, guess what? That dose should be related to poundage and their capacity to handle it and dyes and excipients alone, like um, like uh, generics. Um, they have a lot of excipients, don't they? Up to 3% or something. Well, what if you're allergic to that? And the drug would work, but it's the excipients that make it so you can't use it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we try to educate our patients. You want to mm-hmm. try and get a product, whether it's a, a compounded drug, with the least number of additives possible. And the dietary supplements, again, with the least number of additives and preservatives possible. So the patient is getting that maximum benefit from that particular product. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the tug of war that you have with some of these physicians where they just, they don't understand the value of these products. Yeah. Well, and I think it just kind of um, amplifies what we've, we hear on a lot of the podcasts that we do, which is as a patient, the more you know, the better off you probably are in terms of how to help like impact your own healthcare, right? So right. the one thing we love about having folks like you on mm-hmm. the podcast, because most of our listeners, I think, are on the you know on the patient consumer side, is like, hey, this is a this is a thing that a tool in our tool belt as you know individuals trying to keep our bodies as healthy as possible and you know needing possibly to deal with chronic disease or whatever that comes along, and that this is. This is something that we as as patients should know that we can look into and ask our docs about. And if mm-hmm. our docs are on that side of maybe not as receptive, that might indicate that you need to look somewhere else for also getting your own, you know, your traditional health care taken care of. Absolutely. Right? Right. Because you want your you, you want your doctors to be willing to to talk to you about mm-hmm. these things or at least willing to learn um if the, they seem, you know, to be good options. So I think having you on this, this will hopefully help people understand like this is yet another option that you should ask about. And interestingly enough, you mentioned that you do work with pets too. So right Mm -hmm. as a pet owner, right. Talking to your veterinarians and, and those sorts of things. So I think that's, it's helpful to, as a patient or as a consumer to understand Mm -hmm. that this is a thing. I mean, now granted you're in Indianapolis, but it sounds like there are, you know, apothecaries and compounding pharmacists all over. So it's just more a function of getting shining more light on that option for people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Tony, just um, let me let me go back to uh, Butler for a second and or those other schools in Indiana that do f- train pharmacists also. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> is it common practice for pharmacists to continue to learn uh, um, uh, compounding and uh, combinations uh, such as you're doing? Or was it a unique bent, the extra class? The, it's kind of like, uh, you know, MDs, they, uh, they'll take, uh, they, have no, they have an option of taking the nutrition class, but you would think that would be mainstay. Is, is pharmacists losing some of the art form of understanding all the skill sets that they have a license to perform? They are, Dr. Binzinger. Mm, and, you know, when bad. I was in yeah, it's it's sad and it's bad. Yeah. When I was in pharmacy school, we did have a semester of compounding, but it, it wasn't intense at all. That's you crazy. Know? Yeah. That we, is we, crazy. 
it's it's unbelievable. We really didn't talk much about dietary mm-hmm. supplements. We really didn't talk about much of herbal supplements. Um, we had to learn a lot of that stuff on our own. Mm-hmm. And when I became the owner of Nor Apothecary, I needed to you know go out and educate myself and get certifications, and so I can help my patients and tell them a little bit about dietary supplements and how we can treat things alternatively. So. No, they're not in the curriculums, and I, I think we need to have more of that education in our in our pharmacy schools and even in our med schools. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We're yeah. missing we're missing the opportunity. I mean, we're missing two big things. Uh, by the way, I love hearing that, uh, Tony, they're your patients because <laughs> yes. that means you're in there and you're counseling and you're listening and they have another caregiver that's actually wrapping around these people with a specific knowledge basis of what they need. And and I'm so, so glad to hear that in lots of lots of areas. But you would think that if the average doc, neurologist, orthopedist, any doc that uh, prescribes medication and there's any kind of a side effect reaction, wouldn't you think if we were if we were talking about the best patient care for probably the most reasonable cost with the least side effects, wouldn't it make sense that we tried a medication, it started to work a little bit, but then we had some side effects we didn't feel good. Wouldn't it make sense to call the compounding pharmacist and say, is there anything in this I should be concerned about, um, uh, Dr. Pharmacist, for this patient? Because we know it's what they need, but they can't take it in this pill form. You would think that'd be the first main thing, but it's not. They just go to the next one, the blue pill, then the yellow pill, then the pink pill. And and that's what we're getting as stuffed healthcare. So the listeners, I'm hoping they're hearing you say, if I'm saying this right, that if something like that happens, they could encourage their doctor or you could come into Norapothecary or a compounding pharmacist and just simply say, hey, um, I know I need this medication. I'm having problems. What can you do? Is that reasonable? That is totally reasonable. I, and, and I wish more patients can do that and reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's there, there, there are many examples, Dr. Benzinger, that we can talk about um, how compounding has improved compliance and has given patients just different opportunities, different choices mm-hmm. in in their care. You know, for example, you know, we get this a lot. You know, you're prescribed, for example, a, a type of blood pressure medication, okay, to teach your hypertension. And that medication is only available in a tablet form. That's right. And for some reason, you have difficulty swallowing. We can compound that medication and flavor it into a liquid form. Mm-hmm. So you can now take your medication, right? That's that's an example of how, how compounding can help you take the medication that you're on, but just manipulate it and put it to a different form, right? Or you're a parent, and this is very, very common, very, very common. Um, your child is allergic, and then we talk about allergies again because it's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're allergic to preservatives or dyes or additives in that antibiotic, for example, right? So we can compound that antibiotic for that child with to its purest form without any additives. So now it's safe for the child to take that medication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have many patients, you know, a lot of our women patients going through menopause, right? And they, they need, they have a deficiency in their certain hormones, testosterone and estrogen or progesterone, and they require a compound to balance their hormones. We can compound those hormones specifically for them in, in any type of dosage form, a cream, a trochee, a capsule, 
So there's there's many, many ways. And, and we, I know you talked about a little bit of our, our vet patients. My goodness, this the veterinary compounding that we do in our store, Dr. Binsinger, um, is is a very it, it's changed it's changed the way pet owners can administer medications to their pets, mm-hmm. especially our feline patients. Um, they are very finicky. They're very difficult to dose, depending on the milligram strength and the type of drug that we are compounding. We can make that medication into a transdermal ear gel. <laughs> where, the, yeah, it's it's unbelievable where the pet owner rubs in the medication to the inner pinna of the ear, and that's the hairless area mm-hmm. near the tip of the inside of the ear. This is the way the medication is absorbed. And fortunately, this has made administering feline medications so much easier. Mm-hmm. So there, there are many, many examples how we can help compound, you know, we can, through compounding, we can help many of our patients. Just with those examples alone, it makes me wonder why we don't just look at compounding right out of the it, gate. Right. I mean, it's just, it just makes sense. I mean, yeah. it, it's almost stupid healthcare. I hate yeah. to say it. It's like, we're not thinking. Right. So yeah. If, yeah. if a listener has a medication they have to take consistent basis, whether it be ibuprofen or whatever it is, um, but the, but it tears up their gut. Uh, can you do anything with those? Well, what what is tearing up the gut, right? Is it is it the ibuprofen mm-hmm. or is it the additives, mm-hmm. right? So that's <laughs> good yeah, point, right? So the mechanic the mm. mechanism of action of those COX inhibitors, right, mm-hmm. are it's it's not the additives or the preservatives. It's more the mechanism of action that is that is causing the the gut issues or the bleeding or the ulcers. But what we can reassure the patient is. When we make that product, it's not going to have any preservatives or additives in it um, because you never know. Yes, there is a side effect of the drug, of the chemical alone, but there's certain adverse effects that can be caused by the additives. So we are going to, for example, your example, compound that ibuprofen to its purest form without adding any anything in it. Now, you know, a lot of these ibuprofen capsules, right, they have a, a, a flavoring, a coloring, a dye, right? So you might be allergic to that dye. Mm-hmm. So we're at least going to, you know, decrease any risk of you having an allergy to that product by decreasing and not putting the dye in that, in that, so, in that chemical. Makes sense. Yeah. So in theory, if we were dealing with the best healthcare we could, wouldn't it make sense on all conditions, no matter what we were dealing with, that we would have a compounding pharmacist looking for the exact dosing that that individual could tolerate the best for the least side effects with the greatest outcomes? Theoretically, make sense? Absolutely, 100%. That's the way we should be. That's the way healthcare should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the holdup? What's the biggest holdup? It sounds like education. I mean, Big Pharma and other things have taken over and said, let's use pills, okay? And the prices are still high. So I'm starting to wonder, is it really the pricing that's making the difference or not? They still keep ramping those things up. So is it that? It sounds like lack of uh, knowledge from the pharmacists because they're not even getting trained in it much. And now we've got the physicians not even knowing what it is except for maybe that alternative stuff that you use it for. So we're driving out under a false context um, or misinformation to the public, something that really could be good for them. I agree, I agree Dr. Vinziger, and it's, it's a little bit of everything. 
right? Yeah. We as pharmacists have to get have a little bit tr- more training. You know, the physicians have to be a little bit open-minded to different alternatives to treat diseases. I think the patients, a lot of patients are on board oh, because of the cost of healthcare. They are trying to seek alternatives to, to treat their conditions, mm-hmm. you know? So um, it's educational. Like I told you earlier, it's, it's mm-hmm. education. It's getting out there and giving people the choice, giving physicians the alternative to to treat things in, in more naturally and not depending on mass-produced pharmaceutical drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, in the balance of your practice, you not only do the compounding, but you're into um, the supplementation, mm-hmm. herbs, you know, different. There's lots of different choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when, you know, when you're looking more holistically at treating you know, a variety of conditions, right? And in many cases, I think as patients, you're probably treating patients that have multiple conditions. And so then yeah. sort of figuring out how to, you know, to balance all of the different drugs and interactions and supplements and things, you know, to get the best outcome just sort of complicates that picture probably mm-hmm. even more. Um, and on the specialty side, right, in traditional medicine, and you don't, maybe your cardiologist isn't talking to your dermatologist who isn't talking to your radiologist who, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> and so they're all, they're all doing their thing. And, you know, to have yep. somebody who can step back and say, you know, Hey, here's, here are some other alternatives or other things to think about, whether it's compounding or supplements or whatever, um, is certainly a great tool to have in your tool belt as a patient to know that, that there is, some, there is another healthcare provider out there that can help you kind of navigate those waters. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, just so the audience knows, see, I've met you and I know you still have hair. So I, you know, <laughs> I, I think this kind of stuff would drive me bazonkers because you have to be cringing when you sit there and do a consult with a patient that's been through this and been through that and they're on multiple, multiple medications and you know all the excipients and potential side effects and you probably even hear it in their history. I mean, it's got to be difficult not to just want to clean the slate and say, now, listen, I can just kind of put these all together for you and you'll stop having the side effects and it could make a difference. But I know you can't come at it so strongly. You're just trying to encourage and and uh, supply information and, and allow them to make their choice. But I would be going bazonkers. I mean, I'm half bald. I would be gone all the way if I was doing your job, man. I would. Yeah. It's, 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 it's work, um, you know, and. And we, I do sit down with a lot of patients, uh, Dr. Benzinger, and because you know our, our primary goal is to make sure that our patients are feeling healthy and are feeling well, and um, and that we're you know we're making a change in their life. You know that's that's what I yeah. I try to tell them, and and we provide different services at our store, right? We're not just compounding, but we also provide a service. And I tell my patients, you know, bring in your list of medications, you know, mm-hmm. let's take a look at them, you know, and, and, and they do that. And, and these med lists include, you know, 24 different pharmaceuticals and two supplements, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So, oh, it's unbelievable. So these med lists <laughs> include their pharmaceutical medications, Ouch. their vitamins and dietary supplements, and also some of the over-the-counter medications. And, and my goal with this, medi- you know, medication management is to help patients to better understand their health condition and the medications used to manage them. Looking for any duplication of therapy, because like what you said before, they're seeing multiple doctors. So I'm looking for duplication of therapy. I'm looking for Mm -hmm. polypharmacy, Mm -hmm. which can lead to many adverse events. Mm -hmm. These are the types of things that I look at, you know, and, and we try to discuss with the patient, you know, we'll talk about things, you know, 
the time of day where to take their meds. Some of them, oh, my doctor didn't tell me when I should take this medicine. My doctor didn't tell me if I should take this with food or without food. So, you know, I think this is extremely important and necessary. So um, that that's a bigger part of my business as well. Um, we also have a number of patients that ask for advice and recommendations on helping balance their hormones, right? That's, that's kind of a big thing. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, you know, bring your labs. Let me take a look at your labs of your different hormone levels. And we can reach out to your physician with our recommendations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once the physician okays what we've suggested, then we'll receive the prescription and we'll compound that hormone combination specifically for you, right? This dose will be specifically for you, not be different from your neighbor, different from your friend, specifically for you. It's a customized type of compound. So these are these are the types of services that we provide. You know, it's it's a lot of interaction with our patients. I am I am a huge believer in the collaboration, the communication, and the importance of patient, physician, pharmacist relationship. Mm-hmm. We all need to be involved, you know? 100%. But 100%. Absolutely. You mm-hmm. know, we all need to be involved. And, and and sometimes when we call these doctor's offices, they're busy, right? Mm-hmm. We can't get a hold of the physician. We can't get a hold of the nurse practitioner. So that delays the process, which frustrates the patient. So it's a collaboration of things. But the good thing is, is that we are communicating well. And, 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 and the point is... The three parties, the pharmacist, physician, the patient have to have to work together. Great. Yeah. Well, and as always, we never quite have enough time <laughs> to talk yeah, about all the good right. things. And so we're, we're coming short on, on our time together with you. But one of the things, um, as obviously at the Humanity Health Podcast that we're interested in is probiotics. Um, and we hear lots of different um, stories around, you know, prescribing physicians and pharmacists and just, I mean, TV commercials right now everywhere talking about probiotics and things like that. And so we just wanted to spend maybe the last couple minutes with you talking about kind of what your perspective is around probiotics. If you, if that's something that you carry and recommend, if you, you know, kind of what the hype is um, around those. Sure. Sure. Very good question. And I am a big proponent on dietary supplements and probiotics. Um, probiotics are one of the most important dietary supplements along with vitamin D because, you know, half the population is also vitamin D deficient, but, but, um, probiotics, they're microorganisms. They're found in our supplements. They're found in our food to help us improve our overall health. They provide us with many health benefits. They first of all, help restore the levels of GI or gastrointestinal microflora, Mm -hmm. what we call as good bacteria, which has been compromised, for example, from antibiotics or poor diet, stress, maybe some type of digestive abnormalities. But there are some good studies in science, and and I've shown these things to many of my patients and physicians, showing that probiotics can be helpful in many areas, especially in digestion, immunity, and um, inflammatory disease-related diseases. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll tell you, if a patient walks into my store and tells me, Tony, I'm bloated, I'm constipated, I have difficulty digesting my food, I have some acid reflux, I'm going to recommend a good probiotic. Mm-hmm. When it comes to immunity, enhancing the immune system so we don't feel sick, I'm going to recommend my patient a good probiotic. 
Mm-hmm. And they don't, patients don't understand 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our gut. Right. Yeah. So, in, in essence, right, mm-hmm. our gut has its own immune system. It contains a network of lymph tissue. And it's referred to as GALT, G-A-L-T, GALT, which is gut-associated lymphatic tissue. Mm-hmm. This represents 70 to 80% of our body's total immune system. This is huge. Yep. This speaks volumes about the importance and the vulnerability of our gut. And not only that, the gut and brain are also connected, right? Mm-hmm. Through chemicals called neurotransmitters, the major one being serotonin. We have serotonin receptors in our gut and also in our brain, in our central nervous system. So serotonin is one of those receptors which controls our feelings and our emotions. Mm -hmm. So I tell patients, if we can clean up your gut, you might feel happier. You might be more positive and you'll probably even sleep better. So um, probiotics are huge. It's, uh, you know, I have patients, almost every patient that walks into my store, I have them on a probiotic just because such an important thing of, of just our overall health, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all probiotics aren't created equally, mm-hmm. right? Not all, not all, you know, some are single strains, some are multiple strains, you know, um, some probiotic strains contain 1 billion CFUs, which are colony forming units. Some contain 50 billion CFUs or more. And to me, it's not so much the number of CFUs, but the quality mm-hmm. and the and the different variety of microorganisms that, that is in that probiotic. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Agreed wholeheartedly. Yeah. Agreed wholeheartedly. Okay. Like usual, not enough time, but thank All you right. for bringing that together. And so I would probably say that um, – at some points, as we get along the line of having uh, interviews with specialists in their field, there's a there's if it's okay with you, we'd like to consider giving you a ring on occasion and say if we're dealing with neurology problems, orthopedist problems, cancer problems, whatever. And what would you do in these categories if this this was presented to you? We'd love just to see how you would analyze and and advise a patient on that because then we're actually giving. Uh, individuals the opportunity to understand exactly what they would ask, what hopefully benefits it would be, and how you could tincture or or tear it to a point where it's the best for the person. So just something we'd like to do in the future if you'd consider it. Absolutely, Dr. Bissinger. You can always reach out to me and I can make the best recommendation possible. Absolutely. That'd be great. And for those of our listeners who maybe want to find you digitally, uh, maybe not able to make it into the store, do you all have a website or something that you'd say, yeah, go check us out at? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. www.noraapothecary.com. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And if you want to personally send me your questions, Tony, T-O-N-Y, at NoraApothecary.com. Excellent. Perfect. Love Excellent. It. We've really Love enjoyed your time. That, yeah, the we time really appreciate it. So, Tony, the owner of Nora Apothecary, counselor and pharmacist, we want to thank you for being <laughs> on today. Amy and I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much, folks. Appreciate it. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 